You're listening to the Fayetteville 411 podcast produced by the City of Fayetteville, where you'll get information about city government and the programs and services we provide. You'll get topics of interest and an inside look into the various departments that help keep our city moving. Thanks for joining us today for this episode of the Fayetteville 411. I'm Sherry Kropp. And I'm Gab McRoberts, and we're your host for this podcast. And for this today's uh, episode, we invited Jay Tolan. He's the Assistant City Manager for the City of Fable, and he's also the Chief Financial Officer, kind of wearing multiple hats around the city. Um, and that's because you just got appointed or uh, hired on as Assistant City Manager. Congratulations, by the way, on the promotion. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really um, excited and, and ready to hit the ground running. Well, we thought we'd bring you, um, welcome you into your new role by getting you to come on and talk about the budget, because that is a lot of uh, a, a big thing that a lot of cities have to go through this time of year, because we have to have a budget approved um, by June 30th, as I understand, according to the legislature. And uh, so this is a busy time for you guys, but let me start with the beginning. Well, you know, um, Sure. I guess if you want to start with the questions here. Yeah. So um, just as individuals have to do their checks and balances and take care of their money and their bank expenses and plan for savings and things like that. I know that the city does that as well, because we always want to make sure that we are good stewards with the citizens money. Um, So talk about the budget for the city. When does the budget process begin? Yeah, of course. So actually, I like to look at it as it's a it's kind of a, a three year thing, right? So every at, at almost any point in time, the city's working in three years. You're working in the previous year as you're reviewing that data. And depending on what time of year it is, you might actually be recording some receivables or payables back to that previous year. And, and obviously, you're working in the current year. And then you're always looking strategically to the next year. And so that's really what we're going to focus on here with the budget, which is for next year. And so that um, actually kicks off um, in the beginning of September. Um, the, all the department heads come together and they meet with uh, the city manager and the city manager, uh, he lays out his expectations for the budget. And then we go over what we call um, CIP and the TIP plan. And the CIP is major construction projects and the TIP is major technology projects. And so, you know, as as one might think, especially with construction, it's a multi-year plan. And sometimes, um, just like with normal households, you may need to borrow money. Like, let's say if you're doing a house renovation, it's kind of the same thing here with the city, except on a larger scale. Um, so that's why it's important for us to look over over a five-year period, because as I mentioned, sometimes you need to borrow money or the city would need to borrow money to, to finance some major projects. And then the TIP is a technology. And so like any type of major technology or software upgrade that that too takes multiple years. Um, sometimes it takes multiple years to install. Sometimes it takes multiple years to to pay for, just depending. So that kind of that piece kind of uh, starts in the beginning of uh, September, and then as we get into November, we start to establish what we call kind of like the operating budget or the general fund. And then once again, too, the manager will meet with staff and he'll lay his expectations and how that the budget needs to align first to the strategic goals of the city, and then. Um, the de- working with the excellent budget and evaluation staff, the departments will look at their performance um, and reconciling it to the budget, which ultimately is kind of the plan for how the city is going to conduct its business. And then as that goes on, um, the the budgets are due um, kind of at the beginning of the calendar year, and then the city manager will meet with every single department and go over their budget and go over any kind of new requests or or um, anything that they might need to add. Now, within that, in February, the council comes together and then they create their strategic plan. And so um, the overall strategic plan for the city is 10 years. 
the council gets together every year and they look at one to two year goals and then they establish those goals and then they either talk to the manager about how to appropriate funding or they lay clear direction on how to fund those things. And then the official action is taken with the adoption with the adoption of the budget. So with that review, we go over the previous year's strategic goals and we go over what we're looking for in the future from the council. And then um, in May, on May 10th, there um, the city manager will present the budget to council and there'll be a then on the 24th um, will be the public hearing for the budget. And the city's um, fiscal year runs from July to June the 30th. That's correct. Yes. And so once the budget is approved in June and then in July, those things start taking action. That's exactly right. And so I think it's important um, to, to, to reiterate that piece, the public hearing for the budgets on May 24th. So that is a good time for if the if the community wants to, to comment on it, that is an appropriate time to do so. And then with our budget calendar, the budget is scheduled to be adopted on June 14th. And as was stated in the beginning, it needs to be done by June 30th. So there's a there's some wiggle room there in case there's any more questions. And then in towards the end of May, staff will hold um, um, special council meetings with the council to go over any special requests or any information that they may want, um, any requests that they may want more information about um, at those sessions as well. So it's just for three uh, over three weeks, it's just budget um, specific presentations, usually stormwater, parking, things that are a little bit more complicated. In, in all your years working in finance, have you ever seen a city go past the June 30th deadline and what happens if that happens? No, I've never seen that. Um, sometimes the state does that overall and then they just do an appropriation for the previous year's budget. Um, but I have not seen the city ever do that. I know we always try to work so hard to meet that June 30th deadline, and, and I know I think last year we had a couple late meetings in the season, uh, mm -hmm. but we were able to get everything. Uh, council approved it in time by that June 30th deadline. Mm -hmm. Now, you talked a little bit uh, about the CIP, TIP process. Now, I think one of the things I found so beneficial, because I do a lot of uh, the TIP forms for Faye TV, um, for, it really makes you think through the project, you know, not just what you're getting this year. Um, and what type of project you're trying to fund now, but also what those expenses are going to look like in three to four years. And then when you come back for uh, uh, to renew or buy new equipment, one of the things I always ask you, is this related to a previous TIP? And they also look at, you know, how does this align with the city's uh, strategic goals and the council priorities mm -hmm. established um, during um, earlier meetings? Tell me, go a little bit more in depth in that TIP process and the CIP process, because I understand once you, I submit the paperwork, it goes in, my uh, director looks at it, we talk about it, we refine it, and then we make our final, uh, our submission. And this is usually, I want to say, like September, October timeframe, we usually do it. And then it kind of goes through a process. And I understand it's, uh, it, there's multiple stages where it's reviewed by SME, uh, subject matter experts within the city. So go a little bit more in detail in that process. Absolutely. So as you kind of alluded to, so we'll do the CIP first. And so then once the departments um, prepare that documentation, then it goes to the construction management division of the city and then they review everything. Um, because when you look at a major construction project, it could take, you know, 
10 to 12 months just to get the drawings prepared. So as you alluded to, it's a, it's a very multi-year process, especially on the construction. And then so the construction management division will review it. Sometimes we, the city engages outside consultants to help us with the prices. I know on the finance side, we out, we engage financial advisors to help us forecast interest rates because you know we might not borrow them. Let's say you're doing just throwing out round numbers of $5 million building. Well, you might not borrow the money until year two or three after all the drawings are done. And so we need to know, okay, what are the interest rates going to look like in two to three years for us to borrow that money? Because if, if the advisors are seeing a jump in interest rates, then we would need to be able to build that into our model to make sure that it's sustainable. Um, and then on the on the TIP side, it's, it's kind of uh, just as rigorous not really looking at interest rates, but it's more technology. And then as everybody knows, you know, technology evolves so fast. So we, we have our, um, our SMEs look at that and make sure that, you know, if it's, if it's going to be a five-year project, but what if you have some components of that piece that need to be refreshed in two years? Has that part been calculated in there? Is there a way to enhance it? And then also too, they're looking at, is there, <clears throat> excuse me, is the city going to save money by implementing this technology, right? So is there something that we can cut from the budget by implementing this this other expense? And, and you know, is it net zero? Like, or is it like, what I mean by that is, is there going to be an additional cost to the city? Um, so all those things are reviewed, and then it's taken to a committee. So there's separate committees for each one, and then they, they vote, and um, the budget department kind of gives them the bottom line, how much money we're working with, and then um, the committee selects, and then it moves on to the city manager, and then ultimately on to council, um, which they were presented that in February. And that's it. so the, the plan sits with council from February into ad- adoption in June. Now, Jay, um, the city's nationally recognized for having a balanced budget, um, as well as having a, a rainy day fund, well above the mandated limits. <clears throat> and that speaks volumes for your staff and the great job that they do um, through the whole budget process and, and things like that. Talk about that. Absolutely. So you, we, the city receives two awards. One award is on the budget side. And really what that is, is it's not only a balanced budget, but it's showing that the amount of information and the accuracy that is communicated to the, the community. You know, our our budget book is is three north of 300 pages, and it all has relevant information for the stakeholders in it. Um, and then so not only is the city awarded on the budget, which is the plan how they're going to spend the money, the city also receives awards for their financial statements, which is the ultimate review of the budget and and tells the story. You know, did the did the city, you know, I hate to say it, but did the city put its money where its mouth is, right? And so then you can get that information by looking at the financial statements because that records the actual transactions. You know, so the, the, the city budget X amount of dollars for public safety. Well, did the city spend that money on public safety? And so that's you get those answers in the financial statements. And once again, the city is awarded on that too. So it's kind of two different awards, and it, but it, it kind of bookends the process. So you get an award for the budget and an award for the financial statements, which and, is very strong. And that's a CAFR report. I think I always yes. hear, hear it yeah. called that. So you might see that. Um, and I think there was, we have a webpage uh, for the Budget Chronicles, um, especially for this time of year. We do uh, a lot with um, – uh, we put everything out there onto the website so that people – can uh, be aware of what's going on. They can see the questions being asked by council because I understand, especially in the month of May when they have all these budget meetings, council give back questions like what does X do and what does Y mean? And then, so that goes to staff and staff will then come up with a response and answer those questions so that the council can make an informed decision. But I understand it's all up on the website. Um, Is it at uh, fablenc.gov slash budget? 
Yeah, that's exactly right. And then when you go there, you'll see the Budget Chronicle. And for the past couple of years, I mean, it's a it's a very concise document. It It's like 15 to 17 pages of really in-depth kind of well-prepared um, answers. And that's really what drives those individual budget meetings that we talked about earlier. So, yeah, that's true. Um, it is on the website for and you can go back to various years and look at it and look at that information as well. And and I think you'll see trends. I think there's always a lot of questions about stormwater. Um, there's always a lot of questions about parks and rec and all good stuff, you know, but the stuff that really relates to the citizens. Uh, now, Jay, where does the money come from for revenues? Does that come from um, property taxes, um, fees that we collect? Where, where does that come from? Right. So a lot of it comes from ad valorem or property tax. Um, and so the city does a great job and, and the citizens do a great job. We collect over 99 percent of our property tax. And um, then there's some funds that come from like utility taxes and sales taxes and fees. And then there's a... Um, there's other kind of miscellaneous funding sources like interest revenue, stuff like that. But the majority is the sales tax, like the, what we call the intergovernmental revenues and the ad valorem or the property tax. The city um, has excellent credit. And so if the need ever arises, um, you know, the city is able to borrow money, but it has to look at the revenue sources to make sure it can pay the money back. We recently did a, a, a $11 million deal and the interest rate for that was 0.68%. And so that's how I know that the market values the city's credit worthiness because we get fantastic interest rates like that. I understand. Yeah. What is our, our credit value, credit rating right now? Is it like a... It's a double A plus. So it's the second, it's second highest it can be. Wow, I almost said single A advance, but that, I know that's baseball. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's a really good number, and that's kind of hard for a lot of uh, municipalities to achieve. There's not many that have that, as I understand, right? Yeah, that's correct. And the only thing, just for full disclosure, is that a lot of Fayetteville is tied to Fort Bragg. You know, I think it's over fifty-five thousand people are are employed there, and so that's one thing that that the rating agencies look at. You know, where if you look at a Raleigh or Greensboro that has a more diversified portfolio of top employers, then they get those top. That's the only really thing that I see on the reports I get back is that diversified of, of top employers, where if you look at the city, it's really heavy between like local government, Fort Bragg, and Cape Fear Valley. Well, I think that's going to wrap up this episode. Uh, Jay, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all this great information. Mm -hmm. I know uh, you took a complicated subject and made it really interesting. I know uh, uh, there's a lot of people who have a lot of questions about the budget, the budget process, and how it goes. So thank you for coming on. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Be sure to subscribe to Radio Fable, the City of Fables podcast channel, as we provide shows like this and other timely and informative updates every week. You can subscribe to Radio Fable on Apple iTunes, the iTunes podcast app, as well as the Google Play Music podcast portal. You can also listen to every podcast that Radio Fable has to offer by downloading the Fade TV streaming app, available now on Roku, Apple TV, Android TV, and Amazon Fire TV. You can also view our video content by visiting FadeTV.net. To get information about city services, go to our webpage at FayettevilleNC.gov. Thanks for joining us.